Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Coming 
up in the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight. Parents and guardians condemn 30 to 100% increment in private and international school fees, describing it as insensitive considering the harsh economic conditions the country is faced with. Initially, as of last year, 1,500 and something, but this year we are paying 2,004. This one, we, if they go sink, then sleep, then wake up, can't house will be 2,400 cities. Food, no day inside. Can you go to house more before? Tonight, more frustration at the high cost of stationery as parents are forced to be selective in purchasing these items for their children as the academic term begins. Uh, what I budgeted for, for this one, I think I've exhausted them. And then uh, when funds are available, I buy the rest. The cost of books has increased so much that we are unable to buy them. We plead with government to reduce the cost. Also tonight, DVLA interdicts four staff members and announces sweeping reforms after Corruption Watch documentary revealed illegal printing of licenses by some workers. So what if I have an eye problem? They will charge you. You are the one claiming that. It's more or less like him. So since we are really sure... And also 11 days into the year 2023 and workers are still unsure of their base pay rates as government and labor unions struggle to reach an agreement which take you live to the venue of another leg of meetings. And also in the election headquarters tonight, outgoing Trade Minister Alan Shermantin's stewardship comes under scrutiny as some analysts call on him to render an account of his role in the Kufadu administration. Going forward, we will need more from him with regards to his achievement, the kind of things he did, and more especially why he didn't do what we all expected him to do. For example, seeing more of the industrialization drive. We bring you details as Alan Chermantin insists he is the right candidate to retain power for the governing party as his team defends timing of his transformational agenda broadcast. So I, I don't think the timing is wrong. What he said is purely proactively sharing some of his thoughts with the good people who are discerning enough to know that. And in business, December 2022 inflation rate uh, slows as well as month on month. But does not mean that we finally picked we hear from the government statistician? And in sports, former world champion Isaac Dober says is ready for his latest test against Filipino boxer and Olympic champion Mark Magasayo in the featherweight title eliminator fixed by the World Boxing Council. You want to stay with us? Uh, we have all your views and comments also here on the news tonight, 055 Details after this. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Share the Billy Goat. No, fall leaders in school. I am sending you this WhatsApp audio because you are the group admin. Did I not sit in the same class with you? As them. It took the group more than three months to contribute only a thousand CDs for me. When it took just one week to contribute the same amount for Nana. Why? name looking face. Say bye-bye to unequal welfare contributions with Alumni by Enterprise Life. It's possible. Charlie, call Daniel on 0246-373653. Dream big with us. Enterprise. Your advantage. <laughs> the other day, I visited Kweku at his spunky new office to congratulate him on opening his business. And man, was I impressed. The business is just moving quick. The sales, customers, everything is just working seamlessly. The secrets, hmm. He said, it's MTN Business Broadband. In this fast-paced environment, we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types. No laggy online meetings, great download and upload speeds, impeccable business management systems, all-inclusive. I mean, you can have it all. I signed on immediately. (laughs) To enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.ga and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764109 at Allianz Life Ghana, we have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets from individuals, groups, associations, and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education, and your future. Call us on 0302-267-892 or visit our website www.allianz-gh.com for more inquiries. Allianz Life, we secure your future. Thanks for staying with us here on Newsnight. We are live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra. In Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. We are on myjoyonline.com. Streaming live on Facebook and Twitter spaces tonight. 50% increment. 
I paid 5K for a five-year-old last term. This term, the school fees is now 7.5K. I heard one school in Tema is charging 98,000 for boarding students. My son's fees has gone from 2,000 cities to 5,000 cities. From 15,000 to 20,000, how much is that in percentage? 14,688 just last September. Now it's 20,240. I can't even calculate the percentage. Well, those are some messages from parents and guardians about the massive increments in fees for private and international schools in the country. Evans. Well, checks from some schools indicate a 30 to almost 100% increment in tuition and boarding fees. Well, most of the schools are citing the depreciation of the city, cost of doing business and cost of living conditions as a reason for these increases. We'll go through more of your messages as well as some of the uh, communications from the schools. Listen to a few parents who spoke to us. I cannot really say by percentages. I'm not good at math, but um, initially, as of last year, 1,500 and something. But this year, we are paying 2,004 for one, and there are three, 2,004 for one. But last year, it was around 1,005 something. So that is it. Thank you. My boy just is that school. Where I say, make a go this, how much will the school fees go cost? <laughs> I go ask school in a. In fact, the least the least way I get for inside the tuition fee be two thousand four hundred. Where I say ah, this one way if they go sing then sleep then wake up can house will be two thousand uh, four hundred cities. This one uh, trampo no day inside, food no day inside, uh, admission fee no day inside, tuition fee alone two thousand four hundred. Shall I go the house more before? Well, so um, some uh, parents concerns there and many of you have been messaging us on this as well. But we have um, some communication from some of the schools. Uh, for obvious reasons, we are not mentioning the names of the schools just yet. But Evans, you have a, a couple of them. Yeah, there's, there's one of them in particular. And in fact, one of the uh, you know messages mentioned mm-hmm. it. It says, as, as, and, and I'm quoting from the letter that was sent to parents. He says, as promised at the last parents' forum, I write to give you notice of a fee increase, mm-hmm. which will take effect from uh, 1st of January 2023. The fee for semester two, which is one beginning right now, uh, will be 98250 And that's uh, mm-hmm. easy for you to pay, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. 98250 <laughs> for, for boarding. Well, so yes, uh, this is boarding. This is boarding. And they explain that uh, based on their projected costs between January and June, the fee level we have set, mm-hmm. listen to this, is below our revenue needs. Yeah. So the, 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 90, the, the 98,000 yeah, 90, is below their revenue needs. You're talking about a school in Ghana here? Yes, a school in Ghana here. Oh, okay. And, and requires the senior leadership of the school to manage costs extremely tightly so that they can allow um, the, this fee level to cover the cost of the semester. Hmm. Uh, and, and the board of the school have now uh, taken the risk and sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in consideration of all the other uh, increased demands on the uh, on the household budget for parents. So hmm. the 98,000 cities increase, I mean, they increased to 98,000 cities. They've done it in considering the impact on parents. 
Really? Yes. Okay. Well, I have a communication also from another school, and they give the reasons that since the 2022-2023 fees were set in June 2022, the Ghana CD has lost over 80% of its value against the U.S. dollars and over 100% since last academic year based on Bank of Ghana exchange rates. And as you are aware, many of our inputs are directly or indirectly affected by exchange rates as well as inflation, which has had a severe impact on operational costs. So as a, as a result, they've been they outlined the you know the fees that they have to pay. So from form one to form five, for instance, they are paying thirteen thousand six hundred and fifty. For sit form, they are paying seventeen thousand eight hundred and fifty. And for the what, body, is it a year? A term. Oh goodness! And, the, and there are three terms in a year. Yes, and so the body 14, fees is ten thousand three. Yes, please. Uh, you're, you're doing that. I know our math is not too good. No, I'm not. But, I was but don't worry. But know, yeah, I know. Yeah, so I'm these confident. are some of the messages uh, that we've got uh, from parents. And um, we'll check our social media platforms as well and on WhatsApp as well. Many of you are texting us on that. Uh, we'll go through uh, many, many of your messages. But let's bring in um, Mr. Enoch Kwesi. Jetuya Obingfo. He's a national executive director of the Ghana National Council of Private Schools. You know, my colleague Hano Odami has also been out, and this time is on the issue about stationery as um, the term begins. But let's deal with the fees, and then we'll talk about that as well. We're grateful for your time here on Newsnight, sir. So, um, I'm sure you've been listening to some of these concerns from parents amongst others. They've been giving us reasons, but really, are these tenable for us to get such high increments in fees? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Jetua. It appears, uh, Mr. Jetua, we don't have attention just yet, but we'll, we'll work the lines again and get his attention uh, because uh, we know that um, th- these has been the concerns of many of you uh, that you've been texting us on it. But that's not all. We've been talking about books as well. Yeah, I mean, because uh, the booksellers in the central business district of Accra are also asking government to support uh, publishers in production as they believe uh, that will help stabilize hikes in the in the prices of books now uh, a visit by journeys to some bookshops saw how frustrated parents were because they could not purchase all the stationery their awards need for the academic term due to the high cost and the price of the books now have also gone up astronomically mm-hmm. uh, some of them told journeys they've had to forgo purchasing some of the books as a result and Odami and elijah panford were at the market and they brought in this Prince Johnson entered this bookshop with an amount of money that he was so sure could buy all the test and exercise books for his two children. He, however, hesitated with few books because he says the prices of the items had doubled. Uh, what I budgeted for, for this one, I think I've exhausted them. And then uh, when funds are available, I buy the rest. These other parents shared similar experiences. The cost of books has increased so much that we are unable to buy them. We plead with government to reduce the cost. You are suffering, my dear. Look, the books are bought here. It's almost 200 Ghana cities. And then even previously, you can buy this one at 35 Ghana cities. Imagine, I didn't buy food. So how can we manage to eat? The booksellers, who are equally worried about the inability of the parents to purchase all they require for their children, had some recommendations. They should talk to the publishers. They should reduce the things for the publishers. If they reduce it for them, I think it will come down small for them. When parents are told the price of the books, they turn back to go home because they cannot afford. The publishers will be supported, so they don't keep increasing the prices. 
Day. The publishers are also blaming the high cost of printing on the duty they paid on imported materials. They are asking government to reduce the taxes. It's the government. It's not we, the publishers. We have done our part. The books that we have to bring in, we, they are all there. But now they are telling us that we have to introduce a new tax bill that the parliament has passed. And believe me, that will be very, very yes. For Joy News, I am Hannah Odame. Well, so that's um, Hanno Dami and um, my colleague, um, Elisha Pamford. Uh, they went out and about, and many of you have also been telling us about uh, the increment in fees. So somebody says textbooks to last year, almost 900 cities. This year, almost 1,004. My three kids are now paying 11K, uh, he says. And then we have this one also. My fees, um, my son's fees has gone up from 2,000 uh, to 5,000. But it's a good time to bring in Mr. Enoch Kwesijetua Obingfo, the National Executive Director of the Ghana National Council of Private schools, NACOPS. Thank you so much once again uh, for your time here on Newsnight. So we're asking earlier about uh, what actually would have gone into this astronomical increment in fees, considering the times that we are in. And good evening to your church listeners. <laughs> I'm so happy with the kind of uh, descriptive that you have given to the word astronomical. Uh, we are not expecting that, okay? So it has come and then everybody is talking about it. Uh, one thing I want to privilege with your listeners with is that I want to share with your listeners one, the legal backings upon which the private schools relied upon to take school fees. Uh, the 1992 Constitution has actually granted two major rights for the private schools to enjoy. The first one has to do with right of establishment and then right to maintain it. So after you have established your school, you have to maintain it. And precisely Article 25 plus 2 of the Constitution uh, grants that. So it's based on the right of maintenance that the private schools dwell on it to charge the school fees to actually ensure that by the end of the day, they will be able to see the realization of such um, rights. Before one will charge a school fee, you need to, one, consult your parents and then let them agree the kind of project and what specifically you are going to use the school fee for. And for that matter, there's a need for uh, consultation. You need to consult your um, uh, stakeholders, i.e. the parents, including the teachers and opinion leaders within the community upon which you have set up the school. Elsewhere, government subsidize, even uh, Liberia, government subsidized Niger, government subsidized the work of private schools. And for that matter, before you can set up a school, um, you set up a school fee, the government will then come in to determine the school fees that you have to charge. Unlike our situation here, it is not like that. There's no regulation that mandates any, uh, i.e. the Ministry of Education or any agency to say that this is the school fees you have to charge. But we understand that the situation that we find ourselves in has called for this. The school fees which we, we, we are talking about it is basically not the actual tuition fee. I can bear my chest to say that the tuition fee has not um, gone up. It is the auxiliary charges, or let's say auxiliary charges, that uh, you need to have them as part of the operational 
activity that has gone up, i.e. the textbooks, the teaching and learning materials. And all of these teaching and learning materials, you have to import them elsewhere. In Ghana, we have the publishers who don't print their teaching and learning materials in Ghana, and they print it in a different country. And before uh, you make the, they, they go ahead to print, they enter into contractual agreement with the schools. And the schools will give them their numbers, quotations, and everything. So it's upon that comfort that they rely on it to also uh, instruct the apprentice to print it for them. They do this, uh, let's say, three months or two months before school vacate for the third term. But many parents and, who are listening now will tell you that um, most of them have to buy textbooks separately. But really, we understand the right to establish and maintain the school amongst others. But really, is there no way of controlling, at least, then we know that this is uh, the base rate that we all have to pay, such that some of these schools do not go beyond overboard, in fact, um, of what you're supposed to be charging. Uh, in Ghana, there are three categories of private education that we have. We have the international or the quasar type. We, we, we have the, the, the meeting schools and then the low-cost private schools. So when you are a parent, you are pushing a school for your, your ward. You, you have to actually know the kind of school that you are sending your children to. There are certain activities that they perform in Ghana, as I've said, there's no regulation to actually control that. And at it's, at it's a business environment. Because as I'm speaking to you now, the consulting makes it very clear that they, their course of running is at their own head. Nobody caters for their activity. But we, we understand. That is why I'm saying that before the school fees will be increased, there should be a consultation. And it's at that time of the consultation that any parent is supposed to make input well, to ensure most of these that schools, those Most of done. these schools increase these fees without any consultation. But is it the case that you have to check your pockets before you choose a school for your children at this point? Yes, that, that is certainly so. We have to understand that because the, the fees that they are charging are the related issues that they are also purchasing from the market. You understand? The materials that they are buying they don't import them. They don't manufacture them. They buy them from the market. So if the market value goes down, definitely they will also do the same thing. You, 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 we also put, and most of these challenges that we are facing are definitely coming from the market people who are also selling. The only thing that we can do now to make sure situation comes down is that we agree on payment terms because. The, 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 the school is supposed to come out uh, with certain kind of payment terms. And if those payment terms are not favorable, then we agree, we, we work on it backwards or forwards for us to favor the parents as well. Because the parent may not get all the 100% payments right now. And we can say that, okay, 30% at this point. And I agree on the certain uh, stagnation of the, the, the payment so that everybody will be able to work within the, 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 the space. Because if the school fails to maintain the school, there's a legal liability on them.
Okay. We are grateful. We'll leave it here. That's uh, Inokwesi Jetuel Bingfo. He's the National Executive Director of the Ghana National Council of Private Schools. A number of your messages uh, that you've been sending in. Uh, we have this one from Christine Kaswa says, my son is in KG and the fees is 1,740 and the book list is 625 CDs. And um, there's one also here. Uh, message. It says the government school has been mentioning some of them. Uh, I would avoid it in Accra here. Increased its fees by more than 100%, though it enjoys capitation and school feeding. That's Kweku in Teshi uh, sending that one. And we have this one also says, uh, tell parents to send their kids to schools within their budget. There are schools within Dansuman amongst others uh, that charge between Let's 200. Okay, Dansuman, it says Dansuman. Russia, Sukura, Russia, Sukura. Mataheko, uh-huh. Dakuma. Uh-huh. That charge 200. And between two hundred and thousand five. Why? Why do we do this? Why, 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 why are you not free? sending your child to the two hundred? I say my child is not in Dansuman. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and this one says, Uncle George Nkumasi says, on Tuesday, I paid almost 2,600 cities for my three-year-old daughter, who is now in Upper Nesri. So we have Lower Nesri, Upper, upper Nesri. Upper Nesri is 2,600 cities. Okay. okay. Hmm. Last November, the bus fee was 390, but this year they've increased it to 560, that's even so, though fuel prices has gone down. Wow. So that's uh, that's a, more than 3,000. Yes. And he's asking for the Ministry of Education to come out with a clear-cut policy to regulate these private schools to avoid unnecessary increment. We have been bombarded by let's a pray lot for of parents. parents. And this, uh, yeah. this from, uh, NS from Taifa. Let's pray for parents. The school fees are high. Now mounting <laughs> Kilimanjaro. Well, that's the story of many of you. We'll, we'll bring you more of your comments. As uh, we are, our WhatsApp console has been flooded by your comments. We know schools have reopened and uh, what matters to you matters to us. But let's uh, quickly uh, bring in uh, the latest we are getting on the back of that corruption watch investigation. The DVLA says it's interdicted four members of staff implicated in the recent documentary uh, by Corruption Watch. The film showed how some workers accepted bribes to facilitate the printing of license of people who fail to take driving examinations. The story also highlighted a worker at the STC driving school who accepted money to illegally uh, acquire driver's license for his clients. Uh, but in the statement issue today, the DVLA says you're taking measures now to deal with the issues. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the statement shortly, but first here is an excerpt of the documentary. The officials even aid applicants with eye problems to pass the mandatory eye test instead of allowing the natural process which will refer applicants with eye problems to specialists for solutions. So what if I have an eye problem? <laughs> they will charge you. <laughs> so you are the one. You are the one claiming that. It's more or less like him. So since we are, we make sure. In 2014, DVLA introduced the mandatory 48 driving hours or 10 working days driving school training requirement as the first step in acquiring a license. However, 
At the DVLA's 37 office, this investigation established that contrary to the law, the entire mandatory knowledge acquisition at a driving school has been reduced to a mere illegal purchase of a reference number from staff. Well, so except there, and today uh, some action we are told has been taken, and my colleague Mami Sinyamiche Thompson joins us in the studio with more on this. So, what, what are the details of the DVLA statement, Mami? Indeed, Demifaso, in addressing these challenges, the authority, like you rightly said, has interdicted four members of staff who were implicated in the publication and have been um, have been interdicted pending the outcome of a full investigation. Apart from that, a meeting has been scheduled between the authority and driving schools in Ghana to identify, discuss and streamline operations for efficiency. The SDC driving school has also been invited to review meeting with the authority concerning their involvement in the alleged acts. If they are found culpable, there will be sanctions and also the process for printing driver license is also under review. Okay, so they've been talking about the reforms and measures they've taken to close all that. Quite a number of reforms they've put across. They say that the DVLA's invoice system ensures transparency in um, in, in their charges, mm. all right. Um, the authority will launch a mobile app by end of the first quarter. This will give customers the opportunity to verify products and services, and also enable them apply and pay for services and receive notification. Also, an update of their payment platform is currently ongoing and will be strategically hastened with a focus on accepting only digital forms of payment for nearly all their services. Also, they are improving access to control systems like um, installing CCTV systems in all their CBT rooms, webcams and facial recognition technologies which will be introduced to ensure that only the right candidates can undertake the test and then also a review of the operations of all driving schools in the country. There will also be cameras fixed in vehicles which are used in in traffic tests. Okay. Yes. And continuous training and certification for driver examiners also will be considered and also re-registration of all driving school and driving schools and instructors. Mm. And then there's also, before we go, there's also another form of um, reform which they call an ongoing system-wide reform, which means there'll be implement, there'll be the implementation of the uniform operational standards across the country pending an ISO accreditation and then complete the implementation of the upgrade of computer-based test systems. Also, digitization of the in-traffic test regime. The next after the theory test is the in-traffic test. This stage is being digitized. So these are a number of measures that the authority is taking to ensure that they weed out all forms of fraudulent activities. Okay. Thank you very much, Mamiesi. The full details will be on myjournalonline.com as um, they tighten the security at the 
Driver and Vehicle Licensing Authority. And when we return from business, um, would we'll take you, uh, it's 11 days, Evans, it's 11 days into uh, the year 2023 and workers uh, still do not know what the base pay uh, will be uh, for the year as um, math and meetings uh, continue. Mm. We'll, we'll take mm. you there live after business with George. We have a hello, George. Hi. Are you okay now? I've always been okay. Okay. Um, well, coming up in business, December 22, inflation growth slows and witness biggest month-on-month decline. But have we finally peaked? We hear from the government's decision. And SNIT reviews the ma- minimum and maximum monthly salary of contributors that benefits can be paid. We'll get you more details on that one. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. Let's now settle for the details. Has inflation rate finally peaked? Well, that's the question on the minds of some analysts and economists. Now, this was after the month-on-month inflation rate recorded one of its biggest decline in recent times. There is more in this report. Ghana Statistical Service data showed that the month-on-month inflation rate dropped from 8.6% in November 2022 to 3.8% in December 2022. This is the biggest decline in inflation rates since September 2022. There's another development that should get some market watchers excited. The month-on-month food inflation rates dropped by 10.4% in November 2022 to 4.1% in December 2022. Non-food inflation rates also declined from 7.2% in November to 3.6% in December 2022. Well, for some, if this trend should continue in January and February this year, then maybe we can say that we could be getting on that declining path going forward. Additionally, it is impossible to predict how the IMF program will affect the rate of inflation in March, April and the rest of 2023. Meanwhile, government ended 2022 with an inflation rate of 54% in December from 50.3% in November last year. This is the highest in 22 years since April 2001, which stood at 59.7%. And that is a business tax report. Meanwhile, government statistician Professor Samakobnenim says it is still early days to firmly conclude that the inflation rate has peaked. Let's hear him. Just because within the month of November, we saw a lot of uh, volatility. So at one point, you might say that the slowdown in the rate of increase of the percentage point is pointing to re-peaking. We are very hesitant because within a single month, because of the fragility associated with our economy, it might distort the process. So a number of factors would have to come to play before one would say that would peak at this point. But clearly, from a historical data point of view, that it's up. The other dimension that you need to look at is the disaggregate. So any conversation around re-peaking, re-slowing down would have to be done in the context of this. And the last point is what our colleagues are always interested in, the effect of the external factors, especially exchange rates. And that is government statistician Professor Samuel Kobna Now, state pension trust net has increased the 
minimum and the maximum monthly salary of contributors that the necessary deductions can be made for benefits payment. Now, this was captured in a notice released by SNED today. Now, SNED notes that it has upped a minimum from uh, 365 Ghana cities to 401 Ghana cities. The move is based on the review in the minimum wage. On the other hand, the maximum insurable limits has been increased to 35,000 Ghana cities to 42 Ghana cities. Now, based on this statement, if you earn more than 42,000 uh, Ghana cities in the month, the rest should be moved to the second tier. In a related development, Pension Think Tank Africa Center for Retirement Research is projecting about 20% increase in the pension index for contributors that is this year. According to the center, this is more of restoring the purchasing power lost for pensioners in the past year, which is largely dependent on the price inflation index. Let's hear from Abdullah Mashudi. He is the executive director of the center. Over the years, the practice has been that SNIT awards a fixed rate of increment that is equivalent to the average annual inflation of the previous year. For instance, for the year 2020, the average inflation was 9.34% and pensions were increased by a fixed rate of C. In 2021, the average inflation for 2021 was 9.68% and as expected, each pensioner received a monthly increment of 9.68% in 2022. Fast forward to 2022, global economic challenges have informed increasing prices of goods and services and consequently has eroded the purchasing power of pensioners. Of course, inflation is averaging 29.41% in 2022. Therefore, if SNIS sticks to the provisions and indexation practices, practices over the years, it is expected that each pensioner should receive a commensurate monthly increment of at least 29% in January 2023. Abdullah Mashud is the executive director there of the uh, Pensions uh, Retirement, that is the Africa Center for Retirement Research. Now, government's quest to secure the maximum subscription to make the debt exchange program successful may be facing some setbacks. Now, this is because more individual bondholders and some interest groups are kicking against the offer. Let's hear from Edu Ananinchi. He's actually the convener for the Pension Bondholders Forum that is also kicking against the individual debt exchange program. Saying we should be exempted. And I believe the minister should give us the, the audience because you owe us and if you say you, you won't listen to people you owe then I can't find uh, what a debtor would want to do. You owe somebody you have to pay that somebody it is your obligation to pay and the person you owe say you even didn't ask the person that didn't the person to speak with and he has come to you I think the only good the, the, what I can, I, I guess cannot Imagine the minister refusing to, the debtor refusing to meet its creditors. I don't, I can't imagine. And that is Eduan Aninchi. He's the convener for the pension bondholders and also the former director general of the Securities and Exchange Commission. And that's all uh, for business on Newsnight. Uh, uh, back to you. It was interesting dynamics with this whole uh, debt exchange program. Every day something else is coming out, you oh, know. Yes. And the more you read these documents and these legal papers, you get shocked yeah, you whether whether's really going to happen and whether you can trust government and the Ministry of Finance when they say that this is not part of it, this will not be affected mm. that will not be affected. I'm sure you're talking with regards to the Treasury bills. And whether in future it could out. be it could okay. be roped into this whole you have, thing. You have a few 
Okay. Uh, thank you, <laughs> no, but by the way, um, uh, on uh, on PM Express tonight, uh, we're having uh, a further conversation on this bondholders fight for survival, the debt exchange pain. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Dr. Du Ananiengchi, mm-hmm. uh, who, by the way, is the former Director General of SEC, uh, who the Securities and Exchange Commission, who will join us, and we'll have the uh, bond individual bondholders forum. Um, uh, Senor Hossi, mm-hmm. convener, will join us. Franklin Kujo is also a convener, will join us, and we'll hear from. Uh, a few more individual bondholders on, on this on this conversation as well. So you want to join us at uh, 9 p.m. for that. That way also you can understand everything, the dynamics when it comes to this um, debt exchange program. Let's do a few of your messages and then we can get into some other stories. And we have this one from Dr. Park on the issue about the education and the fees. And he says the public basic school system is collapsing due to neglect, especially with the introduction of the free SHS. Government owes two years arrears of capitation grants to basic schools. How are these schools supposed to function when heads can't procure chalk, fixed broken doors amongst others? This has made private schools more attractive and since they are private, the state is constrained as far as determining or influencing the fees they charge. Even so, the high cost of living and items, largely due to inflation and the depreciation of the city, have contributed to these outrageous fees, he says. And Ni in Bubash says, some people are rich in Ghana and um, they should individually spend an amount equal to their individual wars terminal fees to create jobs for communities. And Senna says, high price of textbooks, high school fees can affect the education and the country so the government must do something about it immediately and this one a final one it says uh, kutuka courage uh, says uh, hmm, just look at the all the increment in everything but the workers wages are the same speaking of workers wages speaking of workers wages it's 11 days into the year and workers are unsure whether their base pay will be increased as both government and labor unions struggle to reach an agreement even after uh, a month of eight meetings mm-hmm. now. Both parties have rejected all of us uh, coming from the both sides. The latest meeting has dragged for nearly five hours and yet there's no ending sight. Yesterday, government said it hoped uh, to sell a deal today um, to, to the parties and get an agreement. Here's Deputy Labour Minister uh, Bright Rukububi. Since the beginning of the year, this has been our first meeting. And so we recapped what we had been doing and uh, we have both decided to come tomorrow to conclude on our negotiations. So tomorrow, God willing, we will share any information anywhere we have reached. We will let you know. It's negotiations. So today being the first day of the year that we are meeting, we recapped and then we have agreed that tomorrow we will meet and then take firm decisions. Well, if we have not concluded with the negotiations, what 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 pertains now will continue. The circumstances have not been normal. And like I'm saying, we are working very fast. Tomorrow, God willing, we will share any other information. That- let me bring in uh, Papa Niyashali, who is uh, currently monitoring the meeting uh, for us. Papa, so uh, have they reached? Papa, have they reached an agreement yet? Well, Evans, no, they haven't been, but the ninth meeting just ended. And from what uh, we are picking is that it is a stalemate as it stands now. The government hasn't made any new offer other than what we already know. We'll tell you about that very soon. Yeah. It's taking uh, a lot of caucus meetings. If you, if you have the entrance, you see them go back and forth. On the labor side, they, they stay back, they break into several meetings, and then government will usually come out, go to a different room, and try to see if they can either change their deal 
or I mean modify what they've already given them. Now I'm talking about modification, though, Evans. What we this sources, I mean, tell us that uh, as it stands now, it's the cola that is being debated. Now, on the cola, we know that for 2022, some part of it, government agreed to pay them 15% as cola, cost of living allowance. That was supposed to end on at December. Now, in January, what we are told is that it, it may have to come down. It will probably pay just for January, but for February, it will stop. And then rather offer to pay them a 15% increment in their base pay. Now, this again are what our sources are telling us. So it, it's either you let go of the cola and then we pay you the 15%, or you of a sort agree to the 18 again so without, without your cola. So it's, it's a bit of back and forth between these two individuals, these uh, two groups, and they are hoping that at the end of the day, uh, for the labor unions, they're hoping to win in this particular contest. They, just today, they cite the fact that the latest numbers from the fiscal service is that the inflation has now reached 54%. And that's exactly what they, they also want, 50% and nothing more. I see. Uh, this appears that it will go on for quite some time more. Uh, is there any indication, Papa, and very briefly, that this will be wrapped mm-hmm. up tonight? Well, th- th- there's no indication. The last offer that we heard from government was actually the 20%. And that is nowhere close to the 50% that the labor unions are not willing to move from anymore. They have come all the way from 140%. So, Evans, I don't see the, any insight to this particular conversation. Thank you, uh, Papani. Uh, monitoring that conversation, that n- those negotiations for us. We'll do business shortly. But before we do that, shall we take you to the election headquarters? In the election headquarters tonight, some analysts are asking outgoing trade minister Alan Tremantin to render an account of his stewardship under the Kufuado administration to give his presidential ambition a boost. Now, this comes in the wake of Mr. Tremantin announcing his flag bearer bid yesterday, stating his 10-point great transformation plan geared at restructuring the Ghanaian economy. Take a listen. I wish to use this platform to formally announce my decision to contest the flag bearership of the new patriotic party when the party officially opens nominations for that purpose. Alan Chiramantin has since 2017 served as Trade and Industry Minister, an enviable position that put him in a good place to influence change at the highest level of government. It was therefore no surprise that his assessment of the current Ghanaian economy was not different from the song government has been singing. It is an undeniable fact that the combined effects of the COVID-19 pandemic and the Russia-Ukraine war has stampeded our country into a crisis of unprecedented proportions. His address, however, was not all praise for the administration he served under. First, he pointed out his belief that certain things could have been done differently. The president has laid a strong foundation for the socio-economic development of our country. Although I believe there are things that could have been done differently. My vision is to build a superstructure on this foundation that will bring prosperity to our nation. 
President Ekufuado has since 2017 been heavily criticized for running a large-sized government. Mr. Chermantin is promising a lean government, but falls short of stating what the magic number will be. Downsizing the architecture of government will be overhauled by consolidating some existing ministries, departments and agencies. This would mean running a lean government structure that would ensure operational efficiency and effectiveness in the delivery of government services. Plus, the promise to be the transformational leader of our time. To avoid going back to the IMF, we need a new plan. A plan that will lead us to a more self-reliant and resilient economy. That plan must move Ghana from stability and growth to transformation. I will become the transformational leader of our time. We will build on the foundations that have been laid by successive leaders of our nation over the last 65 years. He also assured a change in the lives of the people. The future of our country is bright. I want you, fellow countrymen and women, to make me your next president. While well, speaking to join us in an interview, senior economist Evans Nunu said the country is yet to witness the industrialization agenda rolled out under his tenure. Fair and diplomatic, in the sense that they are yet to start the real deal. So I'm sure he didn't want to start the full-scale campaign campaigning now. So I'm sure that is the reason he decided to touch on the kind of things he touched on. But obviously, going forward. We will need more from him with regards to his achievement, the kind of things he did, and more especially, why he didn't do what we all expected him to do. For example, seeing more of the industrialization drive and other things that will shoot the country into, you know, being domestic and self-resilient and reliant as we all expected. No, I don't think we saw much of him in his last position as a minister for trade and industry. In any case, by virtue of his position, he's supposed to be the chief advisor to the government when it comes to trade and industry matters. And you realize that I have always maintained that if prior to your resignation, some few months to your resignation, Guta and AGI are up in arms, then it tells a lot about how you behaved or how much you did for the country in that position. I think that probably his government did not make him a top priority. What, what do I mean? For example, the one district, one factory. How much of influence did he have on, on, on the program? Because we are yet to see much of industrialization in this country. We are still exporting raw materials, and that is supposed to be under his ministry. On the politics of the speech, we've been hearing from political analysts, amongst others, and they've made raised some concerns about whether Mr. Alan Chermanti made some of these suggestions to President Ekofado while in office. But his communication team have been responding to these claims. Catherine Afeku speaks for um, Alan Chermanti. The evidence is in his track record, blessed. This gentleman is not a novice. He's been around for the last 20 plus years. His track record speaks for itself from his days of an ambassador, a former minister in, in trade under Kofor, a minister of trade that ends at the 16th, leading in the UN, going to UNCTAD, doing the EU, the AU. So this is not someone who's just off the mill. 
Alan Kodrichamantil is a household name and his economic prowess, his, his legal background is something that Ghanaians, especially the business community and the party at large, are very, very conversant with. So and as a Catherine Afeku, and Catherine Afeku is a former um, tourism, tourism minister, minister. Um, yeah. who lost her job under controversial mm-hmm. circumstances. Um, you get a sense that uh, the people who are supporting Alan um, seem to seem to have a, a setting concern when it comes to you know, that. That's the divide between mm-hmm. us. We've seen between the Akufuado loyalists, you know, and then the uh, the Akufuado loyalists, etc. This is going to be a very interesting year politically. Your work has started for we're the political desk. Yeah, we're waiting to see. Uh, let's do sports. We have more now. on this after sports. Yes. What's, what's in sports? Well, it's boxing because former world champion Isaac Dogba says he's ready for his latest test against Filipino boxer and Olympic champion Mark Maxayo in the featherweight title eliminator announced by the World Boxing Council earlier this week. The bout is expected to come off on the first week of March. He was speaking exclusively to Joy Sports with my colleague Natano Lato. So long as there's blood flowing through every person, everyone is beatable. You know, he's a man like I am. I have no, I, have, I don't think any ways about him. And at the end of the day, it's a fight. You know, the only thing is he prepares, I prepare. We go out there, put in a great fight. And um, my thought is I'm going for a win. You know, I'm not going there to make numbers. Yeah, he's he's had, um, he's, he's had a, uh, He's won two gold medals at the Olympics. Congratulations to him. There's been times where the odds has been against me, but God being so great, I came up on top. So that's uh, Isaac Dugger there. Um, events, uh, we'll wait to see how that works out for him. And that's all for sports. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, so um, back to the election headquarters uh, just before we wrap up tonight. And um, we know that um, the Greek minister, the former Greek minister, Akutufi, has resigned. Malan Chairman Singh has resigned. Political desk, you're watching. Uh, we know some names have come up. And who are the serious ones that uh, we, are, we are looking at? Um, so you, we, we know of the former press secretary uh, to the from John Kufour, former General Secretary of the MPP, Kabaneji Ejipon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen his billboards in town. Then you have the uh, Kennedy Japon, mm-hmm. who's also interested. His billboards is in town already. And then, of course, the Vice President himself, who we know wants to... Yet, to we? Not yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's the Vice President. So okay. um, waiting to hear his formal announcement. And then the, I guess the race will be informally underway. Informally because they haven't opened nominations yet. When they do, then they can become when they pick and they are vetted and they are cleared and they can declare themselves as aspirants or candidates. Okay. Well, and um, we'll, we'll wrap up uh, tonight's edition of Newsnight. You know, you've been watching that speech by Alan Chao, listening to it um, all day from yesterday. And, you know, the slogans and uh, issues have come up. We've seen my brothers and sisters all the way to fellow Ghanaians. There's always a way Ghanaians are addressed by these politicians when they want our vote. Slogans are also part of the package. And Alan Shemanting did just that as well. Yeah, yeah, I said to Fellow countrymen and women, I will, as president, launch and lead the execution of the great transformational plan, DTP of Ghana. We must focus more on getting things done 
than just talking. Ghana is gradually becoming a NATO country. No action, talk only. As we do say in our local Ghanaian dialects. Achia Naemui, symbolizing hope. Musa Daka Dayo, Abodamfani Obe, let's sacrifice for the future. Ekpedeka Metunaho, a symbol of unity and collective effort. Mofia Mobayeni, we shall all enjoy. God bless our homeland Ghana and make our nation great and strong. From Alanda. He was full of slogans yesterday, but then there's the last one he said there. It sounds like the slogan for Abanga, the guy who ran for the MPP's uh, National Youth Organizer and lost. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know whether he's, he paid the royalties to use the. He didn't belong to <laughs> I see. Interesting. Anyway, that's it for news night tonight. My name is Evan Spencer. I am MFAPO. Have a good evening. an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. i oh. 
and welcome. This is Strong and Sassy here on your Superstation Joy 99.7 FM. I'd call this the lockdown edition of Strong and Sassy because today we are talking about the lockdown, the ultimate lockdown. So this is what I was thinking, right? Um, there's a, a a lady that I know from, from afar off and um, she just got married for the second time. Um, so she got divorced a few years ago and then got married again um, late last year. So I was like, hmm, this is interesting. I didn't think that she would, but she did. Hmm, okay. Then I started to think about all the women who are getting married or have gotten married for the second time. Then I started to look at all the women who at the same age have never been married. Then I thought, is this a matter of time and chance? Or are there some specific strategies that some women know about which allows them to be chosen once, then chosen again, in some cases chosen for the mm-hmm. third time, um, whilst some women chase marriage pretty much their whole lives and never get married. Then coincidentally, I was listening to um, Dak Heward Mills preaching and he was talking about being chosen. And he said that, you know, a lot of people think, oh, being chosen is automatic. Then he said that, okay, And yet there are some people who are always chosen. So then he started to talk about the things that people who are always chosen for things, the skills that they possess. So he talked about things like, you know, people who have um, a certain skill. For example, they are poets or they are orators or they can sing or something that, that brings them out from among the crowd. Most people like that are chosen because their gifts shine so brightly. And we talked about people who have great wisdom, people who have great knowledge, people who are serviceable, who are um, think on their feet, innovative. Then I thought, okay, so there must be something that makes people preferred mm-hmm. over other people. Is that the same with women and marriage? So wow. I thought, let's have this conversation and um, explore are there strategies, maybe subconsciously even, that some women employ, which is why they get... You, so you meet some people, they got married, they met that guy, six months later, they're married. You meet some people, they've been with that guy for seven years. They're not married. That same guy leaves the seven-year-old relationship and is married in three months. Is it time and chance or is it strategy? That's the question we're asking tonight. This show is highly interactive, and I want to hear from the men. I really want to hear from you what it is that makes you decide to marry one woman over another. You know, there are also so many stories where you hear a guy was maybe dating two women, and then he chose one and then married 